Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, I had Rob Chesterneuf, the executive chef at Great Foster's Hotel in England, a beautiful old style building sat on 50 acres, a magnificent spot have their own gardens and their own gardener where they grow the, the vegetables and they've got bees. Obviously they've got honey from that. They've got their own pigs. And then within the hotel, they've got three styles of, of uh, dining. They've got a one star Michelin, um, you know, 20, I think you said 20, 24 seat restaurant. They've, all, they've got a bit more of a casual two rosette like grill. And then also as well as that, they do a lot of functions for weddings and, and things like that as, as well as uh, afternoon tea. It's, so it's a big operation. Yeah, Rob's been in the position quite quite a short time. I think he's been there a year, a year or two. He's doing a fantastic job, and they just won AA Hotel of the Year 2018-2019, which is a fantastic achievement for, for the hotel and for, for Rob personally. So I'm over the moon for him. Um, yeah, I've known Rob for about 10 years. Uh, I met him at the Fat Duck when I was a stagiaire, and he was running the prep house. He's a top guy, and I hope everyone enjoys listening to his view of working in a busy city style restaurant at dinner in London, or a, a restaurant with the pulls a lot of high profile chefs to work there and then transferring them skills onto a more country style uh, hotel i found it fascinating he's a really interesting guy and i'll stop talking and hopefully you'll enjoy this podcast now over to the show listen let's get straight into this um robbie thanks for your time on this su- sunday morning it's sunday morning for you isn't it yeah sunday morning yeah uh, yeah 9 30 how's um do you want to take two minutes to tell everyone who you are, what you do, where you work, and the rest of it? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so my name's Rob Shastner. Um, I'm the executive chef at Great Fosters um, over in uh, the UK, uh, in Egham. Uh, we're a um, 15th century uh, hunting lodge, which is a hotel. Um, we have uh, three restaurants, I guess is the best way to describe it. We've got a one mission star restaurant, uh, which is uh, has a head chef called Dougie Baelish, uh, with one mission star, um, and then we have the like a steak grill, which is like our main restaurant, um, which is uh, two rosettes, and then we do a lot of um, banqueting and um, weddings and things like that. We only have forty bedrooms, so we're quite a sort of small area, and then on the grounds we've got. Um, we grow our own vegetables, we have bees, um, and then just lots of forage products and stuff like that. Yeah, 50, 50 acres, Robert, right, right, 50 acres? Yeah, yeah, 50 acres, yeah, That's it's a pretty fucking, big. Yeah, it's a huge amount of space, yeah. And like you say, you've got your own bees, so I'm guessing you use the honey from there, do you, and use the yeah, bees to, to uh, pollinate? Exactly, try to utilise it as much as we can, um, you know, and the veg. Uh, it's, it's sort of just beginning now, obviously it's spring over here, and uh, it's just starting to uh, all of the germination and stuff of the new crop and stuff is starting to be planted in the greenhouse and outside. Um, and then hopefully sort of over the next month or so, we should start to see the uh, see the benefits from it. But we usually quite yield quite a lot of stuff, which is great. Do you, do you have a gardener? Yeah, yeah. So we have a full-time gardener. Um, we stripped it back and we, we use quite a lot of basic stuff now where we just use things like celeriacs, carrots, um, heritage tomatoes, um, kohlrabi's, you know, leeks and stuff, stuff that stuff that's sustainable and 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 grows really well over here in the UK. Because obviously, yeah. with climate being so up and down, hot and cold, it's it's really difficult. So yeah, because you had like twenty, more, you had twenty degree Februarys a few weeks ago. Yeah, didn't you? yeah, twenty degree February, and then the week after it's like ten, and then yeah, because my mum know- was saying all her her um, her trees had started budding. Some of the trees had started yeah. budding, and she, then next thing you know, it's at like fucking seven or eight degrees, and the trees are all didn't don't know if they're coming or going. Basically, I know that's the that's the thing, and I, and I think that that's a difficult thing with the way things are going. You know, it's trying to, it's trying to, especially in, in the sort of in the business that I work at, 
um, it's really difficult to try and plan ahead because obviously things are coming up a lot quicker. So to try and utilise them and use them as much as you can because obviously the effort that goes into making everything is really it's really important that we try to utilise and use it up. So when things come in a bit quicker, it's uh, it's always a little bit more. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, I get it, I get it. So you mean you're not expecting the stuff is what you're saying, right? And all of a sudden it just yeah, starts exactly. panning in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. how do you um? Regarding that, like um, it coming in at the end of the day, do you like put an order into the to the uh, to the gardener to pull what you want pulling for the next day? Or yeah, so so we work really closely with her, and 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 we're always sort of you know liaising with them, and you know to be honest, nine times out of ten every week we're going up there to to either forage stuff over the weekend if we need it as a bit of an extra, or um, you know, and just sort of seeing her on a weekly basis and just saying look you know what's coming what's not and then she usually lets us know sort of twice a week and she'll bring down a set amount of stuff so therefore like i say we can utilize it as as, as much as we can instead of having to try and order it obviously with the homegrown yeah so with the homegrown stuff obviously you know sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not you know it, yeah, it, it's yeah. getting a lot more consistent and the more the more we do the similar things, the more consistent it becomes. It's when you chop and change and stuff that, that that's when it becomes a bit different. Of course. And you're expecting something different every fucking season or something. And you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's better to stick to, to sort of generic things and do them well than, than try and, you know, you know, uh, test the boundary with every crop every year because otherwise it just, you don't get any consistency and you don't get any sustainability in what you're actually trying to do. Whereas, you know for instance we're on the well second coming into the second year of the of the carrots and and already you know they're so much better than what they were last year because they've had that time to to bed in and get ready you know yeah i get it and do you do you compost do you use the food scraps from the hotel and whatnot to go yeah yeah. so we have we have yeah we've got the pigs there as well so have you um yeah we don't we don't use the pigs too much on the estate just because when the litters come there's sort of yeah six to eight of them so to have to to use a whole pig up every time and when sort of when i say that the litters so they're they're all ready at the same time so to take to take like um i don't know eight eight pigs at the same time yeah uh, you yeah, know yeah. 70 pig it's quite a lot of stuff <laughs> you know where we can utilize it if we if we can uh, but she uses all the veg scraps and then some of the some of the compost and stuff from them to to help use for the for the thing. And have you have you got forests and things like that as well? Is it is the forests around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we have a fair bit, and some of the some of the the uh, estate and stuff we can use for 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 foraging. There's a little bit of wild garlic over by the lake, and um, some wild horseradish that grows, elderflower. Um, oh, Dougie's nice. massive in. Dougie's got a, a, a really good sort of hold on sort of fermentation and stuff like that. So what he tends to do is um, is forage everything uh, from from the season and then gets everything into um, you know into fer- ferment and then uh, and then we'll try and use it up like sort of throughout next the year. year yeah over the year or yeah whatever. exactly. Which is- it's That's really nice. good, yeah. I love the I love the wild garlic. It's absolutely it's up north. Yeah, it's it runs, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. for sure. And, you and w- it doesn't really matter as well. Like no matter where you get it from, even if you just sort of forage it from the side of the road, or whether you get it from from your supplier, it's it's near enough the same all yeah, the way yeah. around. It's not like you know they're doing a better job at, at it than we are because you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter, which is the good thing. Yeah, for sure. And you won hotel of the did you you won a hotel of the year this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Last year, yeah, we won. Oh, last uh, year, UK, yeah, hotel of the year, which is again, which is great, especially in my first year. And obviously, you know, a lot of the groundwork and stuff have been done the year before, but but you know, to sustain it and sort of keep it going, and obviously, you know, Dougie. Uh, and the team have retained the star and stuff so yeah no it's good it's really good you must be stoked so like you, you said you, you like it's, it's broke up into three restaurants you've got the main restaurant which is is it the tudor room do you call it the tudor room uh so yeah so the tudor room is like our is our, obviously our mission star restaurant so that's the sort of you know the real main focus of uh you know of a lot of clientele that come yeah um, how many seats 20 24 seats or something 20 yeah, 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 yeah. So it's quite a small one. Yeah, uh, quite small, but it's very similar. Um, the kitchen, funny enough, is very similar to what we would know in the duck. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's so small, 
Um, so, um, you know, 20 covers in there is... You're pumping. On full service is, is full on, you know. It's, uh, that, that's, it's actually, like that, that's where I was actually going with it. So you've got the estate grill as well, is it? The estate grill? Yeah, so the estate grill. So that's what I was going to say. So you, you kind of answered the question before. So they're they're actually separate kitchens, are they? That they're, they're, that's two yeah. different, two different yeah. teams, two different kitchens. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. how does that work? Like, is it literally like any crossover in staff, or you know, is it like one employee? Yeah, a little one? bit. A little bit. Um, you know, I think we've we've dug and stuff in there it, it, because it is so small. They they need a, a smaller team. So there's only three of them. Yeah. Uh, so you've got three in the kitchen and sort of three out the front of the house with a sommelier. And then and then they are just adjacent to the main kitchen. So they're not sort of, you know, stuck out on their own type thing. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and again, it can be a filter. You know, we've had a couple of chefs that have uh, certainly the lower levels that have started off with us in the grill and then sort of filtered up and gone. Um, you know, succession into into the Tudor room, which is which is really good, you know. And uh, but obviously, with it being such a small team, it's quite difficult uh, to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what about the what about the mise en place? Do you is all the pastry done from that that Tudor kitchen, or do they, does that come from a main pastry kitchen? Or? Yeah, so we have a main a main pastry kitchen. We've got um, seven seven chefs in there, so yeah. it's headed up um, obviously by our head pastry chef Mark. And then, um, and then what we do is, uh, yeah, we try to do as much fresh stuff as we can. We bake all our our breads fresh. Um, we do all of our afternoon tea, all of our pastries, all of you know everything. So everything's done as fresh as possible, really. And um, so the pastry for the for the one star that comes from that main kitchen, and then yeah, that comes from even the, the service, even yeah. the service as well. So that so yeah. that, that service that's going on in the um, in the main in the pastry kitchen that's going from yeah. that's doing the the starred restaurant it's doing the functions yeah. it's doing the afternoon teas yeah. and it's doing the good fuck there's a lot going on yeah. in that place isn't there yeah there is yeah so we we're lucky enough that that in the with the banqueting um you know the functions and stuff we have our own kitchen for that because sort of it's its own entity sort of the other side of the hotel which is it's, it's very it's quite close together so it's not sort of miles apart but but the service, the main service side of it, is all served from that other kitchen. So a lot of the mise en place and stuff done in the main uh, pastry area, and then it's sort of taken over and served in, yeah. in another kitchen. A little bit more, then, uh, a little bit easier desserts as well. I should imagine a little yeah. bit more set kind yeah, of things. Just, yeah, yeah, simplistic, tasty, easy, you know, and, and quick. Look, look good, uh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because for volume, it, you know, that's the most important thing because our weddings average between sort of 80 to 100. So not massive in size, but, but you know, sometimes we could do two to three a week. So it's quite, it's quite Far a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the afternoon, the afternoon teas, is that a big part of the business? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has, it, yeah it's, um, you know, it really does sort of Monday to Thursday, we're looking anywhere between sort of 30 to 40 as an average and then and then sort of Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, um, you know, uh, we're looking anywhere between sort of fifty up to about eighty. Yeah, but Mother's Day, I remember so, doing yeah. I remember doing afternoon teas on Mother's Day and that we used yeah. to get fucking slogged. Do you um just yeah. out of, just out of interest, we used to we used to make the sandwiches like, you know, like one at a time, one at a time, cut them one at a time, cut them. Because we would we were like yeah. night this is at Jesmond Dean House when we first opened Jesmond Dean House back in the day. And um yeah. Um. Oh, what's he called? Fucking hell. Uh, Williams. Oh, the head chef at. Oh man, the Geordie lad. From, well, yeah, the Geordie lad from. He's just. A, oh, he's got the star. Is he at the Ritz or what's he called? Williams. Will Williams. Oh, anyway, he's one of the big old. One of the big old big boys from London. Oh, John Williams. John Williams. John Sorry, Williams. John Williams. My, yeah, fucking yeah. hell. That, that was embarrassing there for a second. And um, he, <laughs> he he come up. He come up to um to do a function with us. Or, or, you know, his friends are Terry and all the rest of it. And he come up and he what he's seen us doing. It was like. You're fucking joking, aren't you? We're like, what do you mean? Like, you don't do them like that, mate. And he showed us. Yeah, one at a time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to do one at a time. Like, it was, you know, cut them into four and the whole, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, full loaf, full loaf of fucking bread, you know, like. Yeah, laterals, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it would be like, pop, pop, pop. Get the full loaf, cut the sides off, and then bang, bang. And then we started plowing through them after that. We're like, ah, okay, now we get it. That's the thing, though. Until you. do it until you see an uh, i guess a different operation you do, you don't really you don't think 
of that in any way, you know. So yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, do that? Do you do you full know, loaves? Yeah, yeah. We we've got the laterals, so so we work very like close fingers. To Is that what laterals? Do you mean like the fingers? Is that what you mean? Yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah. it's a whole loaf. Yeah. And then instead of slicing it uh, downwards, you slice it across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you get you get sort of so every sandwich you get sort of ten fingers from from each one. So yeah, it yeah. just it just utilizes the um, you know the. Uh, the portion control which is great and it's fucking so much quicker so much quicker oh, so much, yeah, yeah so that it makes it more consistent as well because yeah yeah otherwise like you say it depends on who's cutting it sometimes you end up with you know yeah. uh, <laughs> two you fingers one, four yeah. fingers some of them are one three yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. i miss yeah. i do i miss all that do you do you enjoy the um the the elements of where it, you know you've got the the fine dining effect well you know i would say fine dining you know the one side you've got the grill you've got the functions you've got do you enjoy all that kind of diff, all the different sides yeah i do yeah yeah i you know i think it's it's been it's been weird because obviously coming from sort of a, such a fine dining background and yeah. working in all these you know starred restaurants and stuff like that, but you know working in the in establishments that are very busy as well, which is which has been beneficial for me. But I guess having the opportunity to sort of flit in and out and do the different those sort of multi operations, it it is enjoyable definitely because but you have to. It's to start with. It's quite hard to adapt to it because obviously you're, you know, for such a long time, you know, working at uh, such a high level, certain mission stars and stuff. It, you you have to have a slightly different approach to it. So it's just getting used to it and sort of making sure that um, you know that that you give each each operation it you know the same attention as if you would uh, you know like say when, when we you know when you work in a star restaurant and stuff like that. So. Um, but yeah, it's good. You know, it was like I say when I first sort of came into it, it was sort of a little bit of adaption that needed to be made. But, but on yeah, your be- it, on your behalf, do you mean? Is that what you mean? Mentally? Yeah, definitely. Mentally. Yeah, definitely. And I think, and also with the team, you know, we've got I've got twenty four guys, uh, you know, that that really work hard and, and and do the best, and you know, and and I think that the but with that, you've got so many different skill sets. You've got people that are just starting, you know, apprentices and stuff like that you know, that, that this is their first opportunity to come into the industry. And then you've got other people that have been in the industry for a little while and, you know, worked, you know, I guess without sounding disrespectful, the circuit of, of a few sort of higher restaurants and stuff. And so, you know, so the mix of the two is always a little bit um, interesting sometimes because obviously, you know, the, the level of expectation between the two chefs is obviously a lot different. You've got yeah, one yeah. person that's young keen ready to go and you know wants to do everything at a thousand miles an hour whereas the other person is a bit more methodic and understands that things do take a little bit more time to to do and and, and also have to help to nurture those other people that are you know that, that don't quite aren't quite there just yet you know but but it's, it's it's good and it gives it gives the it gives me that opportunity certainly from a management point of view to to have that uh you know because you've got all these different individuals that that do need individual management, you know, one minute, you know, you could be doing like realistically the guys in the, in the starred restaurant, you know, they don't really need much management, you know, they need more support with regards to potential supply and all that sort of stuff. But realistically, you know, they can, they can get on it and, uh, and get, get to it as, you know, without sort of too much help, which is, which is obviously aids me in a massive way because, don't have to worry about it too much but are still there to support if they need it you know yeah yeah and then with with the guys that that need that little bit more help it frees up that opportunity to be able to sort of help them and nurture them into the into the way that they need you know and how do you how do you going on from that you know coming from the fat dog you know which you you were there for many years how many years were you there or yeah, five years. Yeah, five, five years. years yeah. And like you know, uh, the the standard of chef that's there is is relative. You know, it's high. It, apart from the you know yeah. stagiaires, you're getting a few little bit less or whatever. But generally, the, it's as high standard. And the stagiaires are, are obviously keen, or less they wouldn't be there. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. even if they're not that skilled, they're very keen. To come to a yeah. to a not like a normal a normal restaurant that hasn't got three stars and doesn't have that pull you would have thought as uh, as it yeah. as, as in a Heston over the door which draws it how do you how do you find like talking about the staff and that which, which you were and along those lines how do you, how have you found that like nurturing the young guys who are maybe not at that level you know 
Yeah, I think, like I said, you know, before it's it it's, it took a bit of adaption, obviously, to get used to it. But you know, I think the key the key to it, and it's what I say to all of the guys that work here and work for me, and you know, are part of this team. You know, I think first and foremost is they've got to have the attitude that they want to be. You know, you know, I, I want them obviously to all give me one hundred and ten percent every time they come in, and you know, Matt, no matter what section they're on, whether they're doing breakfast or whether they're doing the sauce section or or help running service. You know, I think, and the most important thing is is the attitude towards it. You know, whether the guy or girl can do anything or nothing. You know, it, it's really important that as long as they want to do it, then then you can you can teach somebody something. Whereas I always say to the guys that, you know, as long as you're content, um, you know, and you want to be here, then then this is the place for you to be. And I would never force anyone to be here just because it's a pay packet or, you know, or, or you know, it's just something for them to do. You know, I think in this industry, you have to love it or you have to want to do it and you have to believe in, in, in what's going. And OK, fine. You know, coming from a, a, a high background, it's not everybody... I guess not everybody is in that mentality of, you know, this is the be or end all, this is what I want to do, this is my focus, yeah. you know, but I think, but in a different way, they have the other challenges of like, you know, you know what, this is what I want to do, this is my challenge, this is my focus, and, you know, they learn the craft and stuff, and then they'll learn their, you know, their their direction, you know, some people start off in restaurants and, you know, and, and all of a sudden they want to be a pastry chef, or next minute they want to be a baker, or, you know, they want to try and do different avenues of, of catering. You yeah, know, there's many, is, there's many, yeah, there's many important. angles, isn't there? There's so many, 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 so many. many. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, outside but catering or it, functions or whatever they might be. Definitely, definitely. But the key to it and the most important thing, and certainly one thing I've seen over the years is, you know, it's the most important thing is to be as happy as possible and to be as content as you can because it doesn't matter where you work, whether you work in a three mission style restaurant or, or a no mission style restaurant or, or, or outside catering or whatever, you know, if you don't, if you're not content with what you're doing in anything, then it doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? That's so, a, I couldn't agree more. It's so true. It's so, yeah, you've got to be happy with what you're doing. Exactly. There's oh, always, gonna, there's always going to be that, that burning desire to progress, isn't there? And, and you always, of course I, I spoke to Terry Lebon recently and, you know, and he, he mentioned about, um, you know, uh, just being a bit, insecure and I think that's we're all a little yeah. bit insecure you know when, when you really I've thought about that quite a lot I think we're all insecure that's why we're always pushing to to learn and always trying to push to get better and just because you don't like you know do I know how to prep sea urchins and you're like fuck I don't know yeah, yeah. I, I best find I need to find out how to do that just in case yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean because he knows how to do it so I've got to know how to do it and then it might be like someone might be talking about a, a dish from Spain you're like I don't know what that fucking dish is. And then you need to look up that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you're, yeah. you're always yeah. chasing it, aren't you? You're, all, you're always chasing it. Of course it. you are, yeah. But it, I think it's human nature, you know. Everybody everybody wants for more. Everybody believes that that there is something better for them, you know. And I think it takes... it. it, it the only person, you know, that, that, can, that can achieve that is yourself, you know. And if you want to achieve to learn something else, then all right, it might be difficult, but you're going to do it, you know, if you want to. Whereas, you know, if you don't want to do it, then then you won't. You know, I think that that's the thing. And, and that's the thing with, with catering and, and, and certainly, you know, cooking and, and, and the job that we do is, you know, if you want to do it and you want to do it to the best of your ability, then you will strive to progress. You will strive to learn new things. You will strive to, to push yourself because, you know, like what you said to, to me before when we spoke a long time ago, you know, if no one will ever give it to you. You're the person that has to achieve it. So if you don't try and do it, then 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 you're never gonna you're never gonna succeed or, or get any better, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. I couldn't agree with that more. Just last thing about on the staff and that, like you just said there, attitude. I reckon not that I'm fucking great or I'm anything special. I reckon I can spot, and I haven't seen many over the years. I've seen maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 or, or whatever. But I reckon I can spot someone with when, when they've got that attitude and you can see that attitude and you, yeah. you just know what kind of attitude it is. It's where it's just like, yes, no problem. Work. Can you work tomorrow? Yes. You know, work yeah, late? Nothing's yes. Too much, yeah. yeah, nothing's too much. Like, 
grabs a broom, sweeps a foot, whatever. Nothing's a problem. Nothing's yeah, a problem. Yeah. And you know they might they might forget the pen or the you know they might forget the knives every now and again. But it's it's not yeah, about yeah. that. It's just about that attitude. When you find someone like that, you can see straight away if they stay on the right path and get the right nurturing, that they'll go a long way. I've seen it. You know, there's yeah, a fair definitely. few people that I've seen. So the point I guess I'm saying is. In this industry, I don't, I can't really speak about many others, but I think definitely this industry is strongly dependent on the right attitude to progress. That's all you need. I really think that's all you oh, need. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think, I think, like you said, you, you know, I think to a certain degree, it, it's on anything. You know, any job, any industry. I think, Do you think so? You know, yeah, massively. I think the key to the key to to success for yourself is it, the most important thing is 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 that attitude you know it's that willing that that thing of you know what if I, I might not be the best at it but you know what i'm gonna give it a hundred percent i'm gonna try my best and and you know it you may not succeed and you may not do it straight away but if you keep chipping away at it and believe in it then then you will achieve it you know definitely i think you know some sometimes in you always get that thing where people tell you that you can't do something and i think if you've got the mentality to say well you know what why can't i do that you know if they can do it then surely i can you know definitely but you've just got to find that route and that journey of how to do it because it's you know it's it's never going to be easy no matter what but like you say the attitude is key you know and and i think an attitude with yourself more than anything like i said is the most important thing is regardless you know obviously you have your bad days your crap days and stuff where you don't feel like you want to do anything you know rather just sort of sit in bed and and chill out you know and get to the end of a 78 hour weekend the last thing you're thinking about is your attitude and how you're moving forward you're thinking of more like (laughs) i can't wait for the next day off but but, you know to succeed and to move forward you you, you've got to get yourself into that mentality of you know what no matter what, there's a purpose for it and you have to move for it, you know? Definitely, definitely. Anyway, going on to something else, I was going to say, with with so many different areas of the of the hotel, how do you keep up the level of communication? Uh, just, just uh, I guess, just talking, uh, talking as much as possible. Meetings? Um, do you have so, meetings, weekly meetings? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have, we have meetings. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the world is emails these days mm. and, uh, and talking on the phone but I've, you know with regards to the, the team that that I have you know we're very and the hotel team sort of front of house as well we, we're very much about communicating and actually talking to each other as opposed to doing everything through email and stuff like that yeah I think yeah yeah you can get you can convey a lot more emotion with regards to what you're actually trying to talk about and what you're trying to um, achieve in actually having a conversation whereas if you do it via an email sometimes you can construe it in a different way or depending on your mood as well it depends on how you can you know, uh, how you can construe what they're saying because you know if you're in a bad mood and someone sends you an email that's quite direct you could be thinking oh hang on a minute yeah you know, fuck, fuck him or, yeah yeah fuck him yeah, exactly. he wasn't there whereas, that night he didn't see where it went down or whatever yeah yeah exactly whereas if you're if you're in a different mood and you read it you're like oh, okay yeah that's fair enough fair point you know we'll address that and we'll sort it out you know whereas the thing with thing with the guys here is that we're very very black and white and we always say to each other look let's be as honest as possible you know we're never always going to be great we're going to make mistakes and but is the key is to to adjust it and make sure that you know that we're moving in the right direction and what about like like things like um we used to use fun- we used to call them function sheets you know there would be like it would like be like monday, yeah, yeah, mon- that, monday yeah. tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday it was a clipboard all on the hanging on the wall you'd come in and it'd be like yeah. you know room one or room two i can't john dobson i think i was it was like a few different names like, and then you know like the great hall that'd be all the functions yeah. and then there'd be like buffets and then so every yeah every few days you'd have to look over it look go through your orders see what you need to order fuck i've got to order them such and such for wednesday is it all is, is it yeah. all like that yeah it's all like that and everything's on sheets and documented and 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 obviously on the computer and stuff and amendments and stuff are always on a daily basis sort of updated and things like that so yeah it's very much there's sort of you know at least minimum of like three to four people are uh, aware of everything that's going on at any one time so that when it gets to that time of showtime you know and you've got that um you know that service or that function that's you know certainly for weddings and stuff which is probably for some people one of the most important days of their lives 
you know. Yeah, the, you can't the, forget the how important that. Sorry to cut you off there, but oh, you can't forget how important. Even though it's just another another function on another Friday yeah, night another for you, yeah, exactly. it's not that for them. That's what you've got to really. I'm not telling exactly. you how to do your job by any stretch of imagination, but that's what no, you've got really got to get through to your the lads, isn't it? That like this well, is the what, most yeah, important what, thing. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what we do, and you know, certainly if you know if things don't go right all the time, and you know, I'm the first one to say that we. The mistakes are made, but but the key is to certainly when some of the other chefs may or even myself made the mistake is, you know, everyone they take it slightly personally because they're like, oh, you know what, I've, I've I've slightly tainted their day, you know, which is important. They don't think of right, oh, you know what, we've spoiled that function or oh, we've lost that X amount of money. It's not that at all. It's it's more the the emotional side of the, the, the personal side, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they're, they're like, oh, you know what, we've ruined the day, or, or we've tainted something on their on their day, and that they're going to remember forever. You know, they, you know, they'll say, you know, look, we came here and we had an amazing uh, wedding at this great venue, but this wasn't right, or but this was forgotten, or oh, but this, you know. So it, it, it's important that the guys understand that and we all understand that as well because like you said it, it is it, it you know it isn't cheap to get married these days or, or have a function or anything so you know that that's really important and when I, people just stop. as well from from a business point of view you know like there's a lot that's 90 people that are coming to have that who potentially if someone's, yeah, yeah. if someone's getting married there's a good chance there's a few other people in that room that are potentially going to be getting married in the next three yeah, or yeah, four like, years yeah. do you know what yeah, I mean that's yeah, one idea like people go, oh, I wouldn't mind getting married here as well, or they're going to tell a friend. And ultimately, yeah, this, exactly. you're running a bu- you're running a business. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's all glamour and no, all the rest of it, you run a business. And then also the 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 repeat custom of the person who got married there as well. Yeah. You know, they might come yeah, on the definitely. fifth wedding anniversary and stay the night. They might come on. You know what I mean? There's other other times when you're going to get repeat business if you do a good job. And yeah, definitely. you've got to bear all that in mind as a business, especially in this day and age. There's a lot of there's a big market out there for people. You know. Yeah, massively, and and it and again, like you said, it, it's that window as well into 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 the hotel. You know, it's some people that have come here and you know and, ne- and never sort of known about it yeah, before. Yeah. You know, they'll go they'll check into their room and they'll go, oh wow, I didn't know I had a Michelin star restaurant, or oh my gosh, the gardens are unbelievable, or oh wow, they do afternoon tea. You know, so it already it, as long as they have a good experience, by the time they leave, psychologically, they're thinking. Oh wow, that would be great to go back. Yeah, I'll bring my mum here for afternoon tea, or I'll bring yeah. such and such, or I'll, bring, oh, I'll maybe bring the a work meeting here, or whatever it is. And like you yeah, say, exactly. as a business, you're always looking for business, and that's that. You know, you you're always looking for business, and I think as you get higher up in the in the ladder, and you know you're you're at the top of it, basically, you always you've got to be better, have that in mind. And I don't think uh, yeah, as, as young chefs, you really get that drilled in you. I didn't really get that drilled into me, to be honest with you. Then it didn't really, no. I understood that you had to give the people whose day it was a good day because you know, they've paid the money and, and, and that's what, that, yeah. that's the contract. But then to look at the bigger picture of the opportunity to get more business, do you know what I mean? I think that, you know, yeah. I, I yeah, think yeah. that you can't really come away from that. You know, it's got a, it's got a pool, hasn't it? Is it got a pool? I was just looking online. It's got a pool. Yeah. outdoor pool. Yeah, it's got an out- outdoor pool and um yeah you know just recently we've been um we've been taken over by a group and um which is which has been good and you know and i think the plan is for them to sort of reinvest and really invest into it so you know the plan i think over the next sort of two to three years is they're going to put a spa in and um you know rooms and stuff like that so at the moment we're at 46 rooms uh and the plan i think is to go up to about 70 uh, um and then turn the sort of pool area to into a spa area and stuff and try and sort of up the level really which is um you know which is exciting sort of for the future for sure it's nice to, you know it's when you go building towards something is fantastic especially you know for you for sure how does yeah it... definitely After the guys you know because it's a journey it's, yeah uh, it's yeah that, you're going to get longevity more out of from them. something yeah to see you know and it gives them that, that succession as well and also that like what we spoke about before that purpose because they're thinking wow you know what these guys have come in and they're investing into it and they're pushing things and moving things forward um you know and investing this money into it and uh, and into the brand and into the business so you know it's exciting it's exciting times and, all right it's a bit tough to to always start with because you know there's lots of changes and everyone doesn't like change of course but, 
but but you know but it but hopefully uh, you know in the long in the long term it will it will t- uh, you know end up being for the better you know yeah yeah always, you've got to give faith you've got to put faith into people you know they, you've got to yeah. like you know that's that's the way it is how how do you find it different working from i would say like heston you did work did you work at dinner as well you did work at dinner right yeah yeah, yeah. so sort of on and off um on and off i worked with heston ashley and tom for oh god it would be nearly 10 years Bloody yeah hell. so so how, so do, did, how does did. that differ would you say like um you're working for like a city style kind of very fixed i would you know I, yeah i don't mean in a negative way but very like uh, yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you know what i mean fixed in their systems and fixing their yeah sure to, to a bit more of a country style a bit more I don't want to say, I was going to say flamboyant, but that isn't right. But a bit more, you know, moving with the seasons, a little bit more reacting to different situations yeah. a bit yeah. more. How have you found that, adapting to that? Yeah, it's been it's been enjoyable, to be honest. It's been tough, you know, I'm not going to pretend that it's been easy because it hasn't, yeah. um, you know. But, um, you know, I think coming, and the one thing that I certainly have learned, you know, over the years of working for, those, for them is that, you know, is that is that structure? Is that that consistency in the way things are done? And you know, if we can try and implement, you know, twenty or thirty or even forty percent of what what they replicate in those restaurants on a daily basis, is you know, you, you know that you're going in a good direction. So Definitely. you know, just by using by using the same structures and stuff, it's you you can do that anywhere. You know, no matter what the business is. And I think that's one thing that that sort of that I've certainly tried to bring to the table is just that I guess that slight attitude towards everything, the way things are treated, and and also the way that, that that things are worked in that methodical, structured way, because it just makes it a little bit easier for the guys to have that structure. Because you know when you come into a kitchen that's busy all the time, and and, and you've got all these different elements, um, you know, always going on twenty four seven. You know the guys have to have structure because otherwise it's chaos you know so there has to be that sort of regimented style of of way but also like you said that 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 opportunity to be able to express yourselves and things you know like like our lunch menus you know i very rarely write them i always get my chefs or the boys or the guys to um to write them because it gives them that opportunity to to do something. Okay, fine. They, you you rein them in slightly with their budgets and stuff because they yeah. start to get a little bit excited on what they're allowed to get. But 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 you know it gives them that opportunity to express what they want to do. And also a lot of them do you know do do these experimental stuff and you know are into this you know the new you know there's always little trends that go on within you know within the industry at certain times like everyone's into fermentation at the moment and everyone's into pickling and uh you know and doing all this sort of sousing and stuff so you know there are elements of that trend where people you know will tap into that side of it yeah um, but it's good because they it's then it then again keeps it fresh it keeps people learning but um you know what would you say is the difference between that country style restaurant and the and the city style restaurant do you, do you know what i mean do, do you see a difference yeah i think i think yeah to a degree i think you do i think certainly work the work mentality um uh, is is slightly different um i think you know the way things are done because the thing is when you work in in, in a town or in a city it, it's busy you know yeah. constantly busy Whereas in a countryside sort of, uh, you know, retreat hotel type thing, you know, it is busy, but it's a different busy. Whereas, like, you know, sort of Monday to Thursday, you know, we're, you know, we're doing a few for lunch, but it's not, it's yeah, not crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, you, no, you suit, no suits and, and that is a, like the suits no, coming whereas, in the bankers and that dropping big dollars or exactly, whatever. Exactly, whereas yeah. you're guaranteed that, you know, that you're, you're doing 80 to 100 covers every single service you know whether it's lunch or dinner so therefore that level of, of intensity and that consistency comes in with with the team whereas when it's when it's not so busy it, it's trying to sort of keep the morale up keep the keep the mentality up and stuff and that's where that structure comes into place of 
I letting think... the guys sort of experiment and try new things and do new things, but also learning about kitchen management with regards to how things are stored and making sure their areas are kept in their way that they expect it to be kept, you know, and, and also, you know, utilising different things and sort of learning from that. I found when we were working in the hotel, we, it was it was very similar, you know, like you say, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday would be quite quiet. Thursday would be a bit busier, Friday, and then Saturday would be the big ones with the weddings and the whole thing going on. You know, and I was in a bit, I wasn't as senior as you were, but I was in a bit of a senior position. I found it, it was almost like it was like match day. The weekend was like match yeah. day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can you all the mistakes near enough are going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know you you're going to run out of things. You're going to not have stuff. Stuff's not going to be right. People are trying to carry stuff over from the weekend. You know stashed or whatever. And it's a bit of a lully service. People will be like trying to do mise en place and do service because they feel like they're not busy enough to just concentrate on service. So and then all of a sudden you're like, you know. Two minutes on the dock, and it's like, what fucking dock? You're like, oh, the fucking, you know, it's yeah, all, it's all, yeah. it's all about that, well, isn't the, it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think that's the key, and I think that's the key to to making sure that everyone's kept in a busy way, and and that's why, to be honest with you, you know, we try to do as much fresh as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, you know, because the guys have time. You know, and, and, and we make the time to be able to do things fresh. And, uh, and, you know, so every day, regardless of what happens, there's always a good sort of, you know, hour, maybe two hours of fresh mise en place that has to be done every single day. Yeah. So that it gives them that, that op- opportunity and that, that, that utilisation of time that when they come in, you know, it's not like they're going to come in and go, oh, yeah, we're fine, we're all set for lunch or we're ready for dinner or today's boxed off, you know. It doesn't matter, regardless of what happens. Everybody has mm. fresh things that they have to do every single, every day. single day. Yeah, yeah. So it keeps you know, no that matter in, what. It keeps that intensity upright. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But it also gives them that bit of pride as well because it's not it's not a matter of right. Let's bang all these jobs out and it's going to last us for the next three or four three, days. Get know? it all bagged up. Yeah, get it all bagged yeah, up. Yeah, get it in the let's fridge. Let's smash yeah, yeah. it all out on a Tuesday and then hope that it's okay for Sunday. You know, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not like that. You know, it's it, it, it's good because the guys realise well, you know what, we have to work fresher. But it, in another way, we do less portions of certain things, but it keeps that. It keeps them busy and it keeps their, them ticking over because they're they're constantly doing stuff um, fresh all the time, you know. Yeah, definitely. I remember a similar incident where I went from like a bit more of a relaxed restaurant and I made you know, it was like got the recipe for the soup and I was doing the soup and I made like fucking five liters of soup. I was like blitzing yeah. it. And I was passing it. And they were like, "What the fuck? What's all that?" I was like, "That's a soup," you know. Like for the, I was thinking for the rest <laughs> of the week, job done. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. it. They're like, "No, yeah, no, exactly. we we only we only make like you know a liter and a half. That's all we'll need for today or tomorrow." today and tomorrow yeah. today and tomorrow lunch and then you just make it again yeah. tomorrow i'm like again well i'll just make it today and i don't have to make it again tomorrow it's easy and like no, yeah, no, no exactly. it just doesn't work like that you know like it it's t- almost it's almost like some some you get into that mentality especially when you're a bit younger and um, this is no disrespect to obviously younger people no, no, but of course. You, get, you get to that point where you're like right if i literally you are pushing to do nothing and that's always the way. You always get the younger, the the chefs that are like, right, if we push on and get loads done, we can stand around and do nothing, you know? <laughs> but then Push but on then and get nothing it, done, that's so true. Yeah, that is it, so true. But then it's catch-22 because you always get to that point where, certainly as a senior, because you come in and you're like, what are you doing? Like they're standing there on leaning on their table going, yeah, well, we've done everything. And it's like, well, okay, fine, let's something else to do. And then they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, we're so they're doing busy, more so, anyway. Yeah, so they're having to do yeah, more. So they're going to end up doing more. <laughs> yeah. so, but they don't understand that. But it's funny because when you when you sort of see it and then you say something to somebody and then all of a sudden it clicks in their head and they're like, oh, okay, perhaps it doesn't pay to get everything done. It Perhaps it does pay to long things out a little bit more or, or take a little bit more care and attention into what we're doing yeah, so yeah. that therefore, you know, chef's not or, or we're not going to then get turned to you know, pull the fridge out and start cleaning or doing a bit of this, doing a bit of that. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. What, what is the structure at the, at the, in the restaurant? Have you, you Like, is it the a head chef, a sous chef, two sous chefs, chef to parties on each section, one yeah, on each so section? Got, yeah, so um, chef to parties all work four days on and three days off, so we're trying to give them as much nice. sort of freedom as possible. Nice. Um, we, tend to, we 
an ideal situation we've sort of got two 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 people per section um, someone someone cooking we, the garnish and someone cooking the protein is that yeah right? so we've got a larder a garnish a, a sauce section and then a hot switch does the pass uh, which tends to be run by a senior so we have uh, a sous chef um we've got a senior sous chef which is pretty much like my right hand right hand man who who sort of runs it when i'm not around yeah um and then but usually we'll just sort of look after the main restaurant um and then obviously aids um into the into banqueting as and when it's needed yeah yeah uh, but it's a massive support for me because it helps that you know he's the guy that's on the ground that really you know the crafts and and, 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 you know, and, and really sort of helps out on the day-to-day things, which is really good. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but yeah, super solid, really strong guy. And then, and then, um, and then we've got a banqueting sous chef. So she, she looks after the, uh, everything with regards to the events and sort of making sure the mise en place and everything's ready. And then service wise, we, you know, one or two of the senior chefs or, or one or two of the chefs will go over and help send, uh, you know, the larger functions. And then, uh, she has a small team over there of a couple of chefs that, that help there and then the apprentice that every now and again we have we sort of send them on a you know uh, over there for a little while just to sort of see that um, and then the pastry again it's just broken down in a head pastry chef junior sous chef um, chef de parties and then we have one commie um, who's just straight from college who, who sort of does two or three days a week and uh you know and just is learning at the moment so. yeah nice there's a lot there's a fucking fair old bit going on there but seriously there's a yeah lot, yeah there's a heap going yeah, on yeah it's a, it keeps it, me out of trouble it, de- it definitely keeps you yeah. out of trouble it definitely does um i yeah. seen you i seen you recently where were you you just come back from a trip you were somewhere on some snow bike yeah. or something what was it? where were you yeah, so um, a friend of mine, well, you, you may remember, Andre. Andre, uh, yeah, Andre yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so he works now for Nestle and does all of the development for their sort of chef Nestle uh, sauces and stuff, which they oh, is lad, quite sort of lad, I know... Um, uh, he won. He won a Nestle's competition. Uh, going oh, okay. back, yeah, going, yeah. You know they do a food competition, national food competition. Yeah. And yeah. he he won one of it, and um, he won a ticket to a box in any uh, any gig at all in the uh, the O2 Arena. Oh wow! And, yeah, and we wow. went we went and watched the UFC. This is going back probably ten or twelve years. He won it, oh, and we mate. went. Yeah, there was like I think like eight of us went, and it was just like free booze, free food, the whole like. Oh, it, was, it was mint, yeah, yeah. So he's Andre's working for them now, is he? Yeah, so so um yeah, and then what he does is every now and again he, he pulls like a sort of chef summit where he asks, say, eight to ten chefs sort of within the industry of different different backgrounds, hotels, Michelin stars, um, you know, um uh, non Michelin star restaurants and stuff to sort of come together and and we we were this this trip we were developing uh, looking to develop a veg a vegetable sauce nice. um a bit like um you know like a highly concentrated vegetable stock but reduced down into like a uh, more sauce consistency a bit like a beef sort of sauce where you can dress a plate and stuff um because obviously vegetarians and the vegan and stuff is all really, you know, sort of really starting to take off. So what they do is they ask the perspective from a chef's point of view of how to do it. So we all had to make our own stocks, clarify it, reduce it, all that sort of stuff. And then, so what we did is we went to Finland for, for, uh, to their factory, which is uh, based um, up in a place called Krupia, which is in the north of uh, Finland. So we flew into Helsinki. Uh, we went there, did some traditional stuff. Like we had a sp- uh, traditional sauna and oh. dipped in the river and stuff. How was that? Was bit, How, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was a bit of a shock. I didn't like the, the taste of my own. Big. I didn't like the taste of my own bollocks. But apart from that, it was all right. I oh, know we got we got Jesus. there really late at night as well. So I think we went in the river at like about half ten at night, and it was like minus four. So it was snow like snow that one. There was snow everywhere. I've seen it. Yeah, so we did that, and then. We had a traditional Finnish food, and which is really nice, sort of bear and reindeers and stuff, and then lots of bear. Did you say bear? Stuff. Yeah, bear and reindeer. How sausages. was bear? Yeah, it was all right. It was, it was a bit, it was a bit weird. It was almost like you know when you go to a farm shop and you have those um, really coarse sausages that get yeah, yeah. put through like a really coarse mince. Yeah, it's a bit, bit like that, but almost crumbly. Do you mean like a bit like yeah, 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 yeah a bit like cakey type thing, yeah, a bit like yeah. flat pudding when you make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was good, you know, an experience. And then, and then we went to the factory, which was amazing, just sort of see where they, you know, where everything's made. Yeah, and I'd love to see that. Then we went, 
yeah, then we went into Helsinki uh, and went to a restaurant called Olo, uh, which is a one star. Again, really good sort of modern Nordic food. And then on the way back, we, fought, we flew by Sweden and we were very lucky. And we went to Franzen, uh, which is obviously a three star restaurant, which yeah, was yeah. You know, really, really good. Uh, very good sort of Japanese uh, well, Bjorn Franson, obviously, he's the he's the sort of chef who, who well, he's the chef who, who owns it and runs it. Um, but it's very sort of Japanese influence type with Nordic as well, which is really good. So, um, yeah, just a really good, hearty, tasty food. Like three mission star, obviously, so it's a very good standard. Uh, Slightly, but it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was it was great. You know, really good experience. Yeah, then, it looked uh, it looked unbelievable. And how was the? Um, I'm pretty interested in all that sourcing. Did so? Did you develop it? Did, did you put your bit of knowledge in and develop yeah. it? What did you do? Yeah. So I did a veg. I did a veg sauce. So um, I did um, just made like a fairly traditional uh, vegetable stock. Um, with a mushroom, uh, mushroom stock with it as well. So yeah, the mushroom I stocks just, are key, right? Mushroom stocks going to give yeah. it that meatiness. It's going to give it the colour. Yeah, it's going to give yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I sweat. I did uh, carrots, leeks, onions, celery. Sweated it off. No colour. I also put a bit of diversity into it and did some carrots and some onions on the josper to give it that real smoky, roasted flavour. Yeah. Um, then I made a mushroom stock again, just really cook off some mushrooms so they're like really caramelised. Finished it with a bit of Madeira just to give a bit of sweetness. Yeah. Uh, infused it all together like a normal veg stock, brought it to the boil, sat it for about sort of 20 minutes, uh, and then added a load of fresh herbs, aromats and stuff. Uh, that infusion, that good old infusion. Yeah. yeah let that sure. sit for, let that sit overnight uh, once I passed it, and then uh, clarified it just with egg whites, um, and then uh, and then reduce that down then to to a sauce. So I pretty much went from five liters down to about I think it's about two hundred fifty grams. Shit. So really, really, really thick, but but really good. And I think what if I was to to, to finish it, it, it would need a a little bit of acidulation with some lemon juice and maybe a little bit of sherry vinegar. But it was really tasty actually. It would have been yeah. ni- a nice um, sauce to finish a veg dish, but also. A lovely glaze for like a piece of braised cabbage or a bit of chicory or or something like that because it, it really took on that sort of meaty flavour. What, what uh, after, even after the clarification, it must have been still quite dark, right? It must have been. Was it quite dark? No, it was. It was pretty crystal, oh, but well. yeah, it was dark. It was dark, yeah, clear, dark clear brown, but, but dark. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. But what I, I what I read the other day and uh, I saw is that because obviously, uh, if you wanted to make it vegan, and I've never done it before, and I've always been interested in potentially doing it. But apparently you can use um, chickpea water to clarify it. So oh, if really? you whisk the chickpea water oh, well, like that, Yeah, well, that, that's what the, that's what the, yeah, that's what they make uh, vegan meringues out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you whisk that and put that into your vegetable stock and clarify it, then it obviously makes it a vegan Oh, because uh, the only other way you've done it is by clarifying it is yeah, by using the egg, egg. egg, your egg white. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Because it needs that protein to... Uh, to, to bind it, bind it yeah, yeah. all the crap yeah yeah oh yeah so, um, so that yeah i've seen that where they use a chickpea water for um for for, yeah, for, for like mayonnaise yeah exactly yeah, yeah. all that kind of thing how are you finding there's a couple more questions because i know i've got i haven't got long with you and you've got to go but yeah a couple more things um how are you finding the dietary changes and all the rest of it are you finding like there's a lot more vegans and a lot more vegetarians and and yeah, and do you think it's definitely, definitely there's more yeah. of it people are more conscious about this kind of thing i think so i think but i think a lot of it is down to like you said is that conscious thing of uh, you know that people people are a lot more aware of what they're putting in their body you know and i think yeah. that you know i think the hardest thing to deal with is that is whether or not the people that sort of say that they're vegetarian or they're vegan or they're celiac or whatever you it's really important to, to actually get the honest answer of right is it an, an allergy or is it just a preference because you're on that diet or whatever you know whereas because uh, obviously the key to an allergy is that if it is an allergy then it's so important serious it's completely free of it but but yeah you know i think the way that things are certainly over the past year or so is 
it, you know, a lot of people, like you say, are more conscious about what they're putting in their body. So, for instance, like, you know, gluten and stuff, a lot, a lot of people try to stay away from it because it bloats you. It makes you, it makes you feel puffed up and, and big and stuff. So a lot of people sort of try to cut it out, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're gluten-free just because yeah, yeah. it just makes them feel a little bit sort of lethargic and a bit sort of bloated, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But then, then you you know, there's another conversation which we can't get into, but the fermentation of the, of the starter yeah. and stuff, which can then prevent them yeah. prevent that, that happening you know you, you know so, so there's a lot more to it than I think people right. with them kind of things are like yeah shit white mighty bright mighty white can make you feel like that but a good fermented yeah, yeah. long yeah, slow ferment bread isn't going to make you feel like that but anyway that's that's another nah. that's another thing I heard you you briefly mentioned the josper and I know you've got a josper at the yeah. gr- at the grill and I think have you got a pizza like a wood fire pizza oven as well have you yeah yeah wood fire pizza oven yeah outside so we use that for, um, for weddings, actually, funny enough. We oh, like for night, like nighttime snacks. Yeah, yeah we yeah, do, nice. um, you know, uh, sort of Naples fresh pizzas and all fresh dough and uh, stuff like that. We, You know, it's really good, actually. It, it, it's so super fresh, super clean, uh, lovely flavour. And, you know, we can do, you know, it cooks a, it cooks a pizza in sort of three and a half, four minutes, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Um, and and the Josper, how are you finding the Josper? Do you enjoy using that? Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. You know, if, if I could have, if 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 ever there was an opportunity to build your perfect kitchen, you know, it's certainly one thing that I would always have. On. Would you? I just think it's such a diverse, diverse thing. Yeah, you can, you know, you can get that lovely barbecue flavour. You can use it as smoking. You can use it for stocks. You can use it for sauces. All that sort of stuff. It's you know, you can cook bread in the embers. You know, there's loads of stuff. Yeah, overnight, at the end of the night when it's just dying oh, down, yeah, put definitely. stuff in and dry out. They're amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, really good. And do you use coal? Really do, do you just use your normal coal, do you, or do you use anything? Yeah, soon? coal. Yeah, we use two different. So we've got uh, like more of a less compressed coal, which is like a bit of hot, hot, uh, hot, a quicker burner, uh, but gives you that sort of smoky side of it. Whereas you know, and then we use the briquettes and stuff, which is more compressed coal, which retains its heat and keeps it nice and hot. And then we just use the wood um, to smoke as and when. We use a lot of uh, oak and a little bit of cedar wood to sort of smoke some stuff if, if we need to. Um, certainly at dinner, we used to use a lot of uh, wood. Uh, we used to soak the wood and then use that for the muscle stock and uh, you know, just again, it just gives it that different diversity as well. Yeah, yeah. Great. And it gives you the, you know, it makes you start to think. I guess with, with a lot of them, them kinds of pieces of equipment, which are like, you know, it's got a living fire in it or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You, you, yeah. You've got, you, yeah. As much as you can open your mind to use it, is that as, as much as it'll let you use it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can just open yeah, the door yeah, and put the fish definitely. in, open the door, put the meat in, and just leave it at that. Or you can start really experimenting with temperatures and using the coals up and using it for smoking and all yeah. that. You can use it as much as you well, want. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why, that, but that's why barbecue at the moment is so massive because it's, it's a way of, uh, of doing something. And, and really injecting flavour into into something, but in a fairly simplistic way, you know, you know, you get all these sort of short ribs and briskets and stuff that take you know hours and hours to cook, and you cook it in the pits and stuff like that, and you know, you get that real intense flavour from it when you sear it all off, but then you shut it down and it's exactly like using an oven, yeah, but an yeah. oven full of smoke and coal and natural flavour. Yeah, so yeah. that's why that is that hearty food that tastes so good but it's great because you can use the everyone could do it because you could go to the butchers and buy you know a top side of beef or a, l- a lesser cut that's cheaper but you know you put that little bit of effort in and it ends up being something that's unbelievable you know definitely listen one one more thing what do you think yep. what do you think of the um, is the, is the hot restaurants that people are into at the moment what are you watching like you said that was it in Sweden the guy in Sweden you were just talking about who else? Who else is hot at yeah. the moment in Europe? In Europe, who's hot in Europe at the moment? To be honest, I, I'm not just saying this to be biased, but I think Dougie, uh, Dougie Baylis, who's the who's the head chef at the Tudor Room, he's actually about to move and go to the Grove at Narbeth, uh yeah. down in Pembrokeshire. Um, I think he's certainly he's someone that you know. Before I worked here, I didn't really know too much about, but. I would say that he was certainly a really strong, uh, a really strong person. Definitely, definitely. 
yeah. is you know the way that he does it and you know he did a bit of time over there in australia and you know with key and stuff and and did a bit of that and so he you know he he he's really good i think i think simon rogan i oh, think the yeah. way that he's doing stuff with roganic over in um you know in in singapore and stuff i think that that's really taking off and Oli Marlow, he's doing really well um, over there, which is really good. Um, obviously, and then who else? I just, I think Nor, I think Nordic restaurants are really sort of, they're really they're sort still of dominating, off still dominating, aren't they? I they're, think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And think, then Spain, you know, I love, I love Spain. I, I think, you know, I think Ferran and, uh, and 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 Albert are doing unbelievable with tickets. I think tickets is really. Probably one of the main restaurants in the world that I would I would certainly recommend to to go because it's just it's just phenomenal what they do you know yeah yeah well listen Rob I won't keep you any longer I know you've got to get on and yeah. do, do lunch service thank you very much for your time love to the family yeah, love to the kids great. and all the rest of it and good luck with this yeah, this too. project and you know it's amazing I hope it all works out really well for you honestly I'm not joking no thanks brother take care I'll speak to you soon look after yourself take it easy Rob take care Cheers, mate. Bye, bye, see bye, you later bye, bye. Well, if you got this far, you must have semi-enjoyed it, so thanks for listening. I hope you did enjoy it, and it wasn't just in your car being played and you just couldn't be asked changing the channel. So yeah, appreciate it. No, if you did enjoy it, tell a friend, and if you get chance, leave a review. Like I always say, I definitely wouldn't leave a review because I'm a lazy fucker and it's not my style to leave reviews like that. But what I would do is give a five star or a three star or a two star. But if you're feeling semi-generous and you got a tiny bit of interest out of this and you thought, you know what, that wasn't bad. Wasn't bad for someone who hasn't got a fucking clue what they're doing. I'll give that brother a five star. If you do that, I'll be stoked. Thanks very much. Till next week. Have a good one.